Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Scattered all over the Northeast like dust. That's what we are. Dust, man. As he said, uh, Michael is down there at the uh, Barclays Center. Danny Ainge joins us live right now on the uh, on the phone line, his weekly uh, get-together here. Mr. Ainge, how are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? Doing fine. Get stuck in a little traffic, I heard, huh? Well, yeah, we tried to take the train because I couldn't get a cab to go over the Brooklyn Bridge, so it, we got a little delayed, but we're ready to roll. All right. Uh, give us the latest on uh, Rajon Rondo. Does he play tonight? Not sure yet. Um, wait till he gets here and get some treatment and see, but uh, there hasn't been any decision made. Uh, any any indication of what the injury is? Is it just a rolled ankle? Is it something a little more sinister? What's going on with him? Yeah, so um, he just tweaked his ankle last night and don't don't know the severity of it yet. We'll um, see when he gets over here tonight. I was going to ask you, did, did, you didn't do an MRI or anything else? Because Michael and I were talking about it earlier. We've seen this happen so many times in his career where Rondo steps on somebody's foot, turns that ankle, sits out sometimes for a play or two, and then usually is right back into the game. It was a little bit unusual last night to not see him back in that game, especially when the game was on the line. Yeah, you know, I think that, I think that was a decision that Doc made. I think Rondo was ready to come back in. I think that uh, – I think that Doc made that decision based on the fact we got four games in five nights, and and uh, you know Rondo's playing a ton of minutes, and and Barbosa had it going, but I think more than anything, I think he's just trying to be cautious with Rajon. He's so important to us. Even even with Avery Bradley being out, you know you have tremendous guard depth on your team. Do you think, uh, in, say Rondo doesn't play tonight? Do you think that Barbosa is is the point guard, or would or is uh, Jason Terry better in that position? Well, they're just different players. You know, um, I think that Barbosa does better with the ball in his hands, um, and Jason's better playing with the ball, playing off the ball. So I think that it, it, they can complement each other. But, you know, what title you want to give them, I'm not sure it really matters. Interesting how Doc is using the minutes, and you just talked about it. And you look through the first couple of weeks and you say to yourself, man, if the if KG played a few more minutes, if Paul played a few more minutes, they win this game. And yet he's patiently sticking to the bigger picture. Is that how you guys are looking at it? I'm sure you've had the conversations with him because you're seeing the guys get better that have to go out there and play the minutes, and yet he's not breaking into those minutes for either Paul or KG right now, which might be a great thing in the long run. No, I think that he realizes he has to. And, um, you know, our, our motto over the last handful of years, and Doc has done a good job of it, is, is to win playoff games. And, um, yeah, we want to win every game that we go out and play, but you, you can't make sacrifices because there's a game the next night and a game the next night, and, and they do add up. So uh, Doc has been excellent with KG over the last few years and been very disciplined in how he uses his substitutions. And, and um, you're starting to see that a little bit with Paul, too. Those guys, uh, we, we can't win without them and them being healthy. And, and, and there's our ultimate goal is to win a championship. So he has to do it that way, and he's been great at it. You know, the Miami Heat uh, obviously were able to win a championship without uh, a, a traditional center. And I say traditional center, um, I'm talking about guys that, 
we either grew up watching or in your case uh, played with over the years in a number of cities. Do you think that's where uh, – I, I know they got LeBron James too, and that helps. He's pretty good. Do you, you think that's where – are we going there? Is that where the game is headed where you could conceivably see a bunch of 6'8", uh, 6'9", six, six, bigs and some small people out there and you don't necessarily need that traditional center anymore? Well, I think the reason is there's just not that many around. I mean, in the day when there, when you had Shaq and Olajuwon and Ewing and Alonzo Mourning, I mean, all the best teams in the league had big people. And, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls won with a player like Luke Longley who didn't play a lot of minutes, um, but, you know, played played portions of the game. And But, um, you know, Luke certainly wasn't a, a great player, but a guy that just filled the position. So, you know, everybody would love to have – a true center, a back-to-the-basket, shot-blocking, rebounding center, but there's just not that many of those born. And so uh, with 30 teams out there, uh, you know, you can count on one hand who those guys are. We get the text every day. There are a lot of people, a lot of Celtic fans out there think Darko's the man. Well, you know, I think that Darko and Jason Collins both will help us before this year's over. They'll, we'll, we'll need them, and they'll play and, and contribute. Um, and last night you're playing, obviously, and you have been playing to this point with a smaller lineup. The Wilcox, I thought, gave you some great minutes in that game last night, and you needed them with, uh, because that's a good young front court that uh, that the Jazz have out there. Right. No, the Jazz are big. They're one of the better rebounding teams, and they, uh, you know, they did a number on us on the rebound on the rebounds last night. But that's their strength. I mean, they they're terrific. Bill Sapp played small forward, and you know he rebounds as well as anybody in the league. So, um, you know, that we knew that that would be a challenge going into the game, and we were able to overcome it with, uh, you know, shooting the ball well. You know, I, I, they, they went to Al Jefferson um, in the fourth quarter, and he came up with some shots, and I was wondering before they did that, I said, man, why aren't they, why aren't they going to Al? Uh, did he, is, has he become the player you thought he would be when you drafted him? Yeah, Al's had a really nice career. He's had some injuries that he's had to overcome, but, uh, you know, he's a low-post scorer and he's a rebounder. That's what he's been, been very successful, and that's, that's what he continues to do. He's a tough cover for anybody in the league, and, you know, the guy has a good instinct for rebounding. We had this conversation with you, I believe, last week about Jeff Green. Interestingly enough, KG comes out shortly after that and basically says he's too nice a guy and he's got to be a little bit more of a, a bleep out there on the floor. He has been in a couple games extremely aggressive, including last night that great dunk he had. Um, does he have the personality, do you think, to be able to do that on a regular basis? Because you've seen it twice now in the last week where he's had 15, 16 points, some key buckets, a steal here, a block shot here. He just gives you a whole different element to your game out there, Danny. Yeah, you know, see, so much to me, there's a lot of that is confidence. And um, I think that when you see him, you know, getting when his teammates are more confident in him, and you know, you got to earn that confidence too. But um, I, I believe he will be consistent and give us that effort. All right, how much of it is confidence? I remember when you played the game. Okay, you were a very confident guy, but as nice a guy as you were off the off the floor, you were you could be an animal out there on the court. Now you wouldn't use bad language or anything like that, but the way you approach the game. And that's why a lot of people in other cities hated you and booed you all the time. I almost think that Jeff Green has to become far more aggressive, and I'm wondering if it's in his nature 
to do it. You had it in your nature. You could you could split the personalities off the court and on the court. Does this kid have that type of personality to do it? Yeah, I had two older brothers that uh, forced me into that. But um, I think that, you know, Red always talked about that. Red always talked. One thing I, I remember, he always talked about instigate. You know, you got to be an instigator. You can't be a retaliator. you got to instigate the physical play. you got to hit first. And that doesn't mean chief shot, guys. That means when you go for a rebound, you know, make first contact. You know, the second contact gets called for fouls. And, you know, you got to try to get under the skin of your opponent. And um, I think that that is important for Jeff to get better at that. And I think that our team could get better at that. Everybody, I think that that's, a, that's sort of a, a personality trait. I know Doc was that way. So Doc was he was. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And if Jeff Green could do that, you could see there's, there's a talent there. But if he if he doesn't start showing that on a consistent basis, I don't know, is it confidence or is it that he just doesn't – that's not his makeup? Well, that could be. But I, I will say this, that there are a lot of good players that, you know, that aren't instigators. I think that it would help them to be instigators. It would help them even more. But, um, you know, I think that a lot of that can rub off by the other players and, and – you know, and, and and it does it does enhance is enhanced when you're playing with great confidence as well. Did you ever find yourself thinking about it, or was it instinctive for you? Like, no, I never thought about it. You just went I mean, out. It was, just, just, it was just something that you do, and uh, you know, it's like a matter of survival. I didn't have the talent of, of a player like Jeff Green, and and so you know, you know, every night that if you don't give your best and uh, try the tricks of the trade, that you're going to get shown up. There's a lot of great players in our league, and, and you got to respect them all. It's so early in the season, so it, it's really tough to make a judgment of anybody, whether it's uh, Jeff Green or, or Jason Terry or the next guy I'm going to ask you about, Courtney Lee. Do you think that he has has found his stride yet? I mean, he made some shots last night, but uh, so far it's probably not the Courtney Lee that, that you thought you were, you were getting when you acquired him. Hey, Glenn, can you give me the highlights of that question? I can't hear Mike very well. Courtney Lee. What, what, he was what, asking you about Courtney yeah. Lee, and so far to this point, he, he struggled a little bit. And What, what do you see well, in him you know, right now? Again, I, I don't really see him struggling. I, I, I think Courtney has played well. He, he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities, and Barbosa's had some spectacular games, and Jason Terry was shooting the ball fantastic. And getting most of those minutes, I, I, Courtney's been making open shots. He hasn't been getting a ton of them, um, and you know he's he's played solid defense. I have I have a lot of confidence in Courtney. You know his opportunities will come. Barboza really is a, a a change of pace guy. Michael and I were talking about him earlier, and it's not like he comes in the game and he's lightning quick. It's almost staccato. I mean, when he makes his move, it it almost seems like he's a very difficult guy to defend taking the ball to the hole. You think you've done your job. He switches to the left hand. You think you've got him where he doesn't have a sweet spot off the glass, and he found some corner off the glass to get the thing to drop. He seems to be like a very difficult guy to, to, to pick up on out there. Yeah, you know, he, he gives our guys a tough time in practice. Uh, I remember the first day he was here, it was like our guys couldn't cover him. Um, you know, he was getting in around the corners, and, and he slithers in there, and then he has these sort of spectacular finishes around the rim. So, uh, no, he's been he's been very good so far. But, you know, he's gotten up in, in a lot less minutes than Courtney. He's probably got the same shot attempts. You know, Courtney hasn't shot the three ball well yet, but, um, 
Barbosa brings an element that we need, too. He's a better ball handler than our other backup guards, and so the opportunity to play behind Rondo and, and give him some rest, uh, that, that opportunity was there, and he, he has seized it and uh, taken the opportunity that's been given him. But, I... Courtney, but, but getting back to Courtney, I mean, Courtney's yeah. playing behind Paul and behind uh, Jason now and behind um, Jeff, and there's just not a ton of minutes and shots right now for him, but I, I, I think he's played well and he's played hard, and you can see that Doc has confidence in him um, because, you know, we're going to need Courtney to, to defend some of the better wings in this league, and the fact that he can shoot, he just hasn't shot the three ball well yet. All right, let me wrap it all up by looking at it. We're, you see the advancement from a week ago. There's no question that you're incorporating so many new pieces into this thing that it's almost like baby steps from night to night. Is there a certain vision that you and Doc have, and how long do you think it takes before you get to that point? Well, I, I don't think we're there yet. Matter of fact, I don't think we're really even close yet. Um, you know, you hate to uh, – thank goodness, you know, we're not talking to the players right now, but, you know, I don't want them to think that they don't have a chance or, or that they don't, they're not playing up to capabilities. But I think they know that and they feel that this team has a chance to really improve from where we are. We're – we're scrapping out wins, uh, and you know, but we're not playing our best basketball. And um, I, I feel like we will get there. You know, we we need to get everybody on the same page and and, and figure out who plays best with whom. And um, I think that we're we're getting there. Yeah, and they, they and they and they tease you every once in a while. You see a little bit more offense. You're starting to see where they're starting to figure it out right now, ball movement, where it was stagnant two games ago, and you're starting to see a lot better ball movement. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. You can see bits and pieces of it, but you're right. It's not consistent over a long period of time. Right. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right, Glenn, Mike. Mike, I'll see you shortly. Okay, see you later. Daddy. That's Danny Ainge out there in, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, Michael's out in Brooklyn. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll open Did, up the he, phones. Didn't he, say he, didn't he say he couldn't get a cab across the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. We should have followed up on that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask him when he gets here. Why couldn't he get a cab? Well, I think they're still having some issues out there, aren't they? They're still having some some, some issues to the whole area. Yeah, but so maybe that's his problem. Or maybe he, it's they, remi- they they recognize him. And the cab pulls I mean, up there. <laughs> cab pulls up there. Right. I right. mean, the team has to get hey, here. Hey, Ainge, I pick up Bernard King. I don't pick you up. Yeah, you know? the team has right. to get here somehow. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. That's a, Is that a possibility? It's New York. You know what it's like. Yeah, I know. Possibility. They see Ainge and, you know, Cab wants to run him over instead of picking him up. All right, 617-779-7937 here on The Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.